Suncast is brought to you by SunGrow, providing clean power for all. Suncast is also brought to you by Trina Solar. Hey there, Solar Warriors. I'm Nico Johnson, and this is Suncast. Each week, I pull back the veil on the life and business insights of clean tech entrepreneurs building the most noble and impactful companies of our time. I hope what you learn from this conversation is a catalyst for your own growth. So thanks for tuning in and welcome to our tribe. Hey, welcome to a new week, Solar Warrior. Here we go. This is Two for Tuesday. Whether that's a tactical Tuesday or just content from one of our many live events like SPI Podcast Lounge, this is going to be a short form conversation typically with subject matter experts designed to give you the practical tools, tips and advice for building your solar business or career and grow with us here on Suncast as I know you will. I'm so glad that you've decided to join us again and level up your game. Remember, you can always find the resources and learn more about today's guests and recommendations in the blog at mysuncast.com. So get ready to tune up your skills, Solar Warrior. Here we go with another powerful conversation on Suncast. All right, we are live once again here at the Podcast Lounge, North America Smart Energy Week 2019. Thanks to our sponsor, Radiant Reap, produced in part by Suncast Media. We are going into deep detail with industry veterans about how their businesses have grown and how they are scaling and finding solutions to help the overall problem of addressing climate change and helping us transition off of fossil fuels. Today, I have the joy of spending some time with a power couple, Gordon and Cindy Beyer of Go Solar. Welcome to Suncast. Thanks for asking us to be here. Indeed. So it has been a a very interesting transition for you, Gordon. You were involved in the rise of solar in Germany. Uh, It'll become obvious uh, to the listener. Your German accent is pronounced and and the experience that you bring to our industry is also pronounced. So we're going to dig into 800 megawatts of projects that you've developed. But one of the things that, uh, that I would love to hear as a, at, at, at the outset is how did you come about uh, stumbling into a career in solar at all? Well, um, that was kind of an interesting journey. And uh, especially, for example, I was working in an um, automotive industry uh, in Germany, what's quite popular as uh, well there. And, uh, well, I was asking about a friend, hey, um, we have here an issue because in this automotive industry where I was working in, um, we were working a lot with software adjustments, sensors, and all this stuff. And uh, a friend of mine was asking me, uh, we have a problem here with inverters, and you guys uh, with your company there is an um, engineering company. Um, can you help us out? So, and I said, well, let's take a look if this is something, uh, what we can do. And uh, so I stepped uh, the first time into uh, the solar industry where we helped them out to get the communication together for the inverters because um, they purchased some inverters. They didn't have the right 
I would say, platform to speak with each other. And uh, yeah, I stepped in with that and we figured out where the solution uh, or how, what could be the solution for that. And we developed um, a product or a platform then um, to bring all those inverters in communication. So that was my first touch there. And um, for sure, I was still working in an automotive industry. But then, yeah, my friend was uh, talking to me again and said, listen, um, you come in, in touch with bigger companies, you know these, that. Um, can you, or would you like to um, join our team yep. um, partially to develop some projects? You can speak about, you know, the technology behind. And they were pretty unfamiliar how that all works, especially when, the, when it comes to um, details in the technology. And I took it up pretty easy because that was like um, first grade yeah. <laughs> electrician uh, for me. So it was kind of an uh, easy step in and uh, it evolved. And uh, in 2007, I stepped in the uh, field completely. Wow. And uh, I had a lot of um, ups and downs seen there in Germany um, and also get a lot of experience what really works failures what have been made over there yeah. um, and when I see the comparison what happened here in the United States um, of course it's a quick transition but also um, there are things where I say I wouldn't do this this way right so because we, experience we had this experience prior and I would not touch this anymore yeah. so and um, yeah there are a lot of uh, little things. Efficiency is one of the uh, most important um, issues, yeah. uh, especially for construction and what kind of wrecking system or what kind of um, technology you can use to make the construction more efficient or even uh, what kind of a process and streamline in development you can do. So uh, where it really makes sense then to... Um, take those kind of experiences and bring them here to the market yeah and uh, my wife and i we are working um really daily very hard on our business so this is this is what uh, makes a huge difference bring knowledge and education yeah. um, in the market. Yeah, I love it. The knowledge transfer, especially from the automotive perspective, the process automation, the focus on process and reliability and that ability to bring that into the EPC, but not only EPC, the development cycle of projects, which still for the last you know five, six, seven years in the United States has been maturing. Yes. You've, you've been about five years in the United States now? Yes. Okay. Cindy, how did you meet uh, with Gordon and realize this is someone I want to be in business with? <laughs> well, um, actually, I was an, an educator for the wow. last 20 years. Wow. Uh, my primary um, degree is in science. I was um, just happened to be in Berlin, Germany in 2012, and Gordon and I met, and uh, we immediately started talking about what he was doing. I was interested to hear why he was there, and he was giving a speech that day, and it was all about renewable energies and um, sustainability and I you know I just thought to myself this is where it's going and this is where I want to be um, so I made the decision a couple of years ago to uh, get out of education yeah. um, I even had students tell me please yeah we're gonna be okay go please go do we, we need a we need a future um, 
with renewables. Fantastic. We need, yeah. So. so you guys have, if I, if my uh, information is correct, about 800 megawatts developed that is in some par- some part of the development cycle process from early stage, I presume, to very late stage, probably nearing construction. Where, as a developer, is the breakdown for you with regard to finding a good financing product uh, or finding a team to help you really get that project from beginning to the finish line? Well, the biggest um, issue as a developer is you start from scratch. Yeah. So that means um, my team and I, we're focused on um, what is out there. And we have a special criteria where um, I'm looking right away. You can have the best land, you have the have whatever, but if this land or the building is not meeting those kind of criteria, what we are focused on, and um, then it never will be um, a project that really will uh, come to fruition, you know. So, and where we are, where we are looking based on what is the infrastructure nearby, how is our uh, geographics there, and everything, what needs to be on our checklist um, scratched off as a goal point will come to a project that really uh, will make sense in future. And uh, one of the um, major issues is, even if we develop the project, it's how we sell it, or do we want to keep it? Hey, commercial solar friends, you've probably heard that 2020 starts the Solar Plus decade. Well, that doesn't just mean solar plus storage. It means solar plus intelligent software like DemandX, extensible energy's demand charge reduction software that inexpensively reduces demand and time of use charges by 30% without batteries or extra permitting. By including DemandX software in your proposals, you'll increase customer ROI, shorten payback times, and help close more commercial solar and storage deals. Contact Extensible Energy at extensibleenergy.com forward slash suncast for a free demand charge analysis for your commercial solar project and start closing more sales in the Solar Plus decade. Get ready for comedy and fun coming in February at the inaugural Solar Comedy Slam to enter solar in San Diego. Produced by Chent Power Systems, a.k.a. CPS America, the Solar Comedy Slam will be the lit party to get 2020 started. Enjoy the shenanigans at this solar industry version of Last Comic Standing. Thanks to CPS America for bringing this fantastic idea to fruition. Whether you want to test your comedic metal or just get a good laugh at the expense of your industry colleagues, this will be a must-attend event at InterSolar. Get your tickets or your spot in the lineup at solarcomedyslam.com. Again, that's solarcomedyslam.com. What, what drives that decision to sell it? Um, the, the decision is that um, for sure you can make a, a certain money on it, but you have to bring um, also money within right. to uh, get it equity, yeah. to make it finance. Yeah. But uh, in our case, as a developer, we are spreading our equity in new projects right. because exactly. we are multiplying. Yes, we are multiplying our 
uh, power yeah. by um, the money what we make out of one project, we yeah. multiply it in five other projects. So those five projects for sure will be sold and then they will be um, making money yeah. for us. But this money then is also replied for the next 20 right. projects, for yeah. example. And this is a, a revolving thing. But um, when you sell it out, you make only a fraction of the money. What is this project worth? Sure. So, and, and that's effectively seed capital for the next round of development that you're going to do. Right. Or for um, certain project costs you have uh, engineers. And, and, and I mean, we run um, a big team. Um, for for getting our projects together, I would imagine 800 megawatts is a gargantuan amount. Yeah, but we do it as a, uh, as efficient as possible, where we are saying, okay, we we have the the usual uh, cost structure, but we keep it as as focused as possible on our cost efficiency to spin more projects in the making. And therefore, it's only possible to say, all right, in one year term, we create easily 300 or 500 megawatts. Right. But all your capital is tied up in that development. So how do you get that liquidity back to continue developing more projects while you wait on these to get funded. Right. Yeah. So, and here's, here's really a point where, where we were looking to uh, what other options are there. We attend worldwide um, conventions, for example. We are looking and reaching out for investors because with our um, capacities, what we have on those utility scale um, projects, we are really um, in, a, in a spot where uh, even our, our uh, seer, um, uh, our, our Sierra, um, um, partnership. partnership is focusing and said, listen, um, there will be a huge shift right now. And we focus exactly on those utility scale sizes. And, um, but for us as a developer in a, in a middle size, I would say, yeah. it's, it's all, almost impossible to get uh, over our bank's finance 300, 500 million project. Mm-hmm. And this is where we are struggling. So in this struggle, uh, we were looking for co-investors or other parties that can do this uh, with us together. Of course, we are selling those projects, but then we have only a small margin. And the bigger margin is in the EPC, what we are capable of with our teams, but also in keeping the project for ourselves. So that means the asset to keep the asset in our company, because then it generates a yearly revenue um, in a certain scale it that also, makes really uh, sense. It also gives you the ability to create more leverage because you have a bigger balance sheet. Right. right. You can go to the bank right. and mm-hmm. say, I've got these assets. Because, That's right. Right. Because we have this then in our own balance sheet right. and can really show off what we have done yeah. so far, except of uh, showing only what we are spinning every yeah. year um, to create more projects but have no real asset value in our balance sheets, yeah. as you said. I mean, up to now, it's been... Either your kind of mom and pop shop where you mm-hmm. basically eat what you kill and then what's left over from that you reinvest in the next project or the Cypress and Sun Edisons of the world that go out and raise gobsmacks of money, right? And, right. and use that as development capital to go build a huge pipeline yes. to acquire projects from the yes. other smaller developers who can't afford to take their project across the finish line. 
That's, that's right. right. Got that, it. That's and so what are what are some solutions that you see in the marketplace that are addressing this issue for you of being able to retain equity in the projects that you have developed? Yeah, and um, that was uh, speci specifically where we looked in um, conventions over in Europe, in uh, co-investment uh, yep. convention in Chicago, for example. We spoke with a lot of investors, um, bank associated, and uh, where we where we were really looking for a solution. And finally, we got um, the uh, attended um, uh, a speech in um, Minneapolis mm -hmm. and where I said honey I told my wife honey yeah. we have to go there <laughs> because this on an agenda sounds absolutely incredible uh -huh. and, and and on that agenda was and this was a radiant right radiant read yeah I'm sorry yeah. my German accent that's, that's okay, <laughs> comes right. yeah, that's <laughs> so radiant read speaking yeah and yes. uh, uh, Jim was a speaker and I was sitting there and saying, this is what I'm looking yeah. the whole time yeah. Why? For. Yeah. This is what I'm looking for the whole time. Yeah. And uh, wow. Yes, what are the we, elements that, that capture? Right. For? Right. And I need to tell you the the show itself from the uh, the whole convention was kind of a yeah. Everybody Idiot. knows somebody. It was kind of but small. It, it oh, was okay. kind of small yeah. and and um, I was focused on what is really uh, there, and I picked only three things, and one of those was really and right we to attend there lucky. to the speech. That we met Jim. And uh, when I met Jim there, I was grabbing him right away, <laughs> and I said, "We need to talk because yeah. <laughs> I have this project line." So we made like. A week later, um, a schedule yeah. where we meet up and talk about our options. And uh, yeah, we are working right now with him together on those projects to get him financed. So for those who are unfamiliar with Radiant Read, maybe explain what the mechanism is and how it has helped improve liquidity for your business. Oh, that's, that's a huge uh, game changer in our way because we create the asset value with a project what we usually sell out to somebody else. Yeah. But here over the solutions uh, with uh, Jim Spano and his team over Radiant and Raid, uh, we really can uh, develop this project with a small co-financing yeah. out of the um, uh, asset or, or so to speak project value mm. and uh, that we can come over the first finish line to get this uh, by NTP so with uh, notice to proceed yeah. from a, a additional bank for example yeah. and uh, that we can keep then this project in our own pocket right. so that means this baby what we raised over the last time yeah. uh, we don't have to give it up to some other foster parents right. we can uh, keep it ourselves and and uh, yeah and, and make them make them grow as we want it yeah. so and also have our um, yeah, like our exit strategy out of it that we say, okay, we are doing a couple of projects for the next couple of years and this creates value for us in kind of early retirement, for example, or in, uh, in other project development where we don't need to beg and ask others, hey, uh, would you, could you? No, we create assets and, and value for our own. Yeah. And this uh, thanks over a radiant rate uh, yeah. possibility. Development dream come true. Send yes, absolutely. Well, I was just going to say, when we first met Jim Spano, um, you know, he was immediately, um, he, he, was, he was on it. He knew exactly what we were talking about. He knew what, um, what, we, what, what we were looking for. Yeah. 
Um, he um, felt like he was looking inside of your business and really understood it. Yeah, he, he, he knew the whole dynamics of the process and what, what all's involved and some of the risks and some yep. of the hardships that we had gone through. He, he could even answer our, finish our sentences before we, we said anything. And so, you know. Well, it's an it's extremely valuable thing to have someone who's been there before and can yes. walk you through it. Most often that uh, results in, uh, as you mentioned, losing, uh, losing your equity position and not retaining asset value, just being paid a developer fee. Take yep. that and reinvest in your development. We are going to be really anxious and looking forward to seeing how this all plays out for Go Solar. You guys have <laughs> a phenomenal pipeline. Really interested and excited. Would you promise me you'll come back and tell me how it turns out oh, as you absolutely. start closing your projects? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. <laughs> Gordon, yeah. whoops. <laughs> Gordon and Cindy Beyer of Go Solar. It was a pleasure to have you here at the Podcast Lounge. I hope that you guys enjoy the conference, and we will be seeing you soon. Okay. Thank you, Thank you so much. Yeah. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. That's a wrap on today's conversation, Solar Warriors. But I do hope that you'll check out the other Two for Tuesday episodes and let me know what you think of these shorter format discussions. You want more like this? You can find more than 200 episodes, resources, highlights from the discussions, along with social media links to each guest episode, book recommendations, and so much more over on the blog at mysuncast.com. And that's also where you'll find other ways to engage with the Suncast tribe, like subscribing to our weekly emails or even joining the exclusive inner circle we affectionately refer to as the Guild. If you're on Spotify or iTunes, I so appreciate your rating and review so that others can also find Suncast more easily. A special thank you to our sponsors who help make this podcast possible. You can learn more about them at mysuncast.com forward slash sponsor. Follow the links there for any offers we've discussed here today. Remember, you are what you listen to. Thanks again for showing up, Solar Warrior. It's half the battle. <laughs>